You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 198. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another Friday episode of the I Did It series on Biceps After Babies Radio. And today we have another amazing story to talk to you about. And this is one, when you hear Tiffany's story, there are going to be many of you who really, really resonate with where Tiffany started. She'll share her experience and and her, her story. But if you are somebody who feels like you are continually battling your body, If you feel like you're someone who in the past or currently feels scared of food, who has put restrictions on food, not because you don't want it, but because you feel like you can't have it. If you are someone who feels like you'll always be happy when, or you'll be confident when, or you'll reach the finish line and you have like this finish line that you feel like you've never, ever reached and maybe will never reach, then this episode is for you. With Tiffany, we dive into her experience of learning that a lot of the weight that she needed to lose was actually between her ears and that that mental work was what was going to prep her and prime her and help her to be successful with the physical work that she wanted to do. So I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. So without further ado, let's jump in to the interview with Tiffany Peterson. All right. I am so excited to welcome Tiffany to the podcast. Tiffany, how are you doing? Doing good today. Thank you. I am really excited. I'm very good. I am excited for this conversation Mm -hmm. that we're going to have. I'm excited for the things that you're going to share. I always feel like we start out uh, these episodes and I think I have an idea of where they're going to go. And we talk a little bit about where we want them to go, but I always love what just gets created in the moment as you are sharing from your heart. So that's really what the goal is today is just to kind of hear your story and share the lessons that you've learned so that maybe other people listening to this can learn those lessons ahead of time a little bit faster. All right. Yeah, that'd be good. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. So tell us just a little bit about yourself and specifically maybe what you were struggling with before you came into macros 101. Okay. Um, so before macros 101, I felt like I was constantly battling with my body. Um, I've always felt like my body was broken. Um, so I started trying to lose weight between fifth and sixth grade. My mom had done Weight Watchers a long time before that. Mm-hmm. Um, she taught me about the point system. So me, I took that as an overachiever. I took that to the extreme and mm-hmm. I never actually ate my allotted points. Mm-hmm. And it's I always be better st- if you don't eat as much, right? Like you're going to do exactly. better. You're going to eat even less. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I was like super proud of myself. Like I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's as an 11 year old. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, that kind of started it. And it's just been cycles of that in different ways, you know, counting calories. Um, my mom and I did like more of the block dieting, you know, so whatever percentage carbs, fat and protein. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was just forms of under eating 
and too much exercise ever since. Um, Mm -hmm. So my weight has just gone up and down, up and down. And I, every time it was down, I felt miserable though, Mm -hmm. because I was so restrictive. I told people I was allergic to sugar (laughs) Mm because it made me puffy. (laughs) Ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then my mother-in-law, she thought for years that I hated cheese, but I love cheese, Mm. but you just told yourself I never had it. it. Yeah. Cause it's fat and fat's bad. (laughs) Uh Right. So that's kind of where I was. And then that was just my whole life. So then I had my first baby when I was 25 and since then, the only times I've been able to lose weight are extreme morning sickness, which I don't recommend. Um, and then about six years ago, I paid for meal plans. Um, and, but I couldn't stick to it because it was ended up being too low calories. And I was so sick of chicken and rice. That's all I ate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it just, gets old every day. Totally. Talk to me a little bit more. Um, I think this is so interesting that you said that you, your goal was always to lose weight, but then Mm -hmm. when you lost the weight, you were miserable. So talk to me a a little (laughs) bit more about that cycle. And like any, I guess what I'm, what I'm just curious about is, um, if you have that experience, I feel like in some part of your brain, it would be like, it would be fighting you of like, Oh, I want to lose weight. But like the last time I was there, I was miserable. So it's almost like, yeah, I don't, I, I want to, lo- I say, I want to lose it, but in the back of my mind, I don't, I don't really want to, cause I hated it last time. Did yeah, you experience that? that? Oh, totally. And I think that's kind of where I get to at this point. It's like, okay, you know, I'm going to be good. Sure. And I, you know, I label myself as good or bad and food is good or bad. And I want to get there, but then it's that in the back of my mind, like, oh my gosh, that I can never enjoy a treat with my family or I can never put cheese on anything. Never eat cheese. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Or, you know, anything like that. And I have never gotten where I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. So I think there was always that, well, another five pounds, another 10 pounds, and I'll finally be happy. But I never hit my goal weight because my goal always changed. Yeah. The moving finish line, like mm. the finish line's always mm-hmm. moving. Cause if, if exactly. you get to the finish line and you don't feel the way that you expected to feel, then you just push the finish line out. Well, it must be because exactly. I'm not actually at the finish line. And if I just push it yes. out a little bit more, and then you get there and then you're like, but I don't feel the way I want to feel. So I'm going to push it out a little bit more. And it's like, you never get there. It's like that finish line exactly. always keeps moving. Yeah. yeah. So I've never hit my goal weight. Yeah. Even though I should have been happy where I was at. Sure. I yeah. never hit the goal weight. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Kind of what happened. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So then you had told me that before uh investing in macros 101, like you heard about it a couple of times. <laughs> you went through yeah. a couple, a couple cycles of like hearing about it and and not pulling the trigger. So what was going through your mind at that point? And then what made you ultimately finally decide to come and join? Okay. So I would identify as a DIYer. Okay. Same here. I I'm like, I'm with you girl. Like <laughs> I'm going to build my table. I'm going to, yeah. you know, do all yes. the things, <laughs> make all of my so, decorations, homemade, like make uh-huh. my own baby food. Like, yes. I'm with you. Yes. <laughs> we are there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I just thought, Oh, if I listen to enough of Amber's podcasts and, and key nutrition. So that's how I found you yeah. was when you were on um, Brad, Brad yeah. With yeah, key nutrition. So when I got meal plans like six years ago, I went to who Brad worked for. Mm. So it's not how Brad coaches now, sure. but he was in the office. 
Um, and then anyway, he left. And so, and then I moved away from Utah, but I kept listening to his, his podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, um, then I heard you. So then I started listening to your podcast and I thought, Oh, between the two of them, I can figure this out. I don't need to pay for it. Like I'm, I can do this. Um, but then, so February, 2021, I was like, okay, I'm going to join. I'm going to join. Cause I heard everybody talking about how they changed their mindset with your program Mm -hmm. and I was going to do it. And then I just like, chickened out spending the money on myself and didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So then I told my husband, like, oh, we were just talking about it and about, you know, weight loss and stuff. He's a medical provider. So sometimes he'll come home and I think he's more sympathetic to patients because of me. And sure. so he's like, oh yeah. yeah, I'll have, I had the, you know, a lady come in who's doing all the things like you and she just can't figure it out either. And mm-hmm. can't, you know, it's not going anywhere. So she's frustrated. So, you know, just talking things like that. And I told him um, that I had almost joined, but I didn't want to spend the money on myself. And he just said, why do it? So I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't open again until September. So I'll join then. Mm-hmm. And then I got pregnant. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so September came and I was in my third trimester of my pregnancy. Yeah. So I had slight reservations, but I knew I needed to get my head in the right place first, even before any weight would come off. And so I was like, okay, you know what, just take those the lap time and get your head in the right place. So I joined and I'm very glad I did. And I'm so glad that you said that because I, uh, there's a lot of people who, for whatever, it's like their life circumstances doesn't, doesn't quite line up with where exactly they want to be when the doors to macros 101 open. And I think it's so smart that you uh, recognize that a lot of the work that you needed to do was between your ears. And that work can happen regardless of if you're pregnant or if you're in a different like circumstance, like that work can happen right now. Um, and so I'm, I'm proud of you for even that realization that you shouldn't just, it's, it would have been easy to put it off again. It would have been easy yes. to say, oh, I'll do that the next time <laughs> she opens. Well, I, I always hear you say, you know, that you've got to believe you can do it first. Yeah. And so I didn't in, you know what I mean? Cause there's yeah. always, well, you've done it and, or you, the macros haven't worked for you before. Cause I've mm-hmm. off and on been trying to count macros for four years and my weight has gone up and up and up and my clothes size has gone up and up and up. So yeah. I just, it wasn't, I thought working. So I'm like, something's wrong. And so I'm like, well, she always says on her podcast, you got to get your head in the right place. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, well, that's the next place. <laughs> yeah. And, and was it, right? Was that the, oh, was yeah. that the thing that was like missing for oh, you? Yeah. yeah. So talk oh, to us yeah. a little bit about more about that and what that kind of transformation, what are some of the biggest shifts that you saw as you went through the program and, and started doing the so, work? I've learned to ask myself better questions. Yeah. I know that you always talk about that. Um, and so can you give an example you know, of that? I, I would love if like you have a example of maybe a question that you used to ask yourself and maybe a better question that you've learned how to change. Yeah. It to. Yeah. So, okay. Example, um, beliefs versus facts Mm. in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've learned to ask myself now, is that a belief or is that a fact? So, um, one example is I wanted to tuck my shirt in like, this is so silly, but like other plus size mamas out there like me will understand (laughs) (laughs) that like you have that little belly from Mm -hmm four Mm C-sections that does not want to go away. And, um, so I was like, I can't tuck my shirt in because I have 
a mommy belly and I'm chubby. So it's just mm-hmm. not going to work. And then I've always thought that. And I thought, no, do you see other moms with bodies similar to you that tuck in their shirts and it looks adorable on them? And I'm like, yeah. So it's not a fact, it's a belief. So why do you believe that? Mm-hmm. And anyway, I came to the point that I realized I could find a way to tuck it in and feel confident. Mm-hmm. And it, I just felt empowered because of that. Um, another one is every, when I've nursed, I haven't lost weight. I, by the time my baby's probably a couple, few months old, I've gained everything back. Mm-hmm. And so I coached myself out of thinking that that was a fact, not a, or a, a belief, not a fact. Sorry, I said that mm-hmm. backwards, um, that I could do it. And why do I think that? And so I just started asking myself new, new questions of where, where is that coming from? And got closer to why I thought that. Yeah. And something that I want to highlight that, you know, Tiffany, that you're doing and, and you're explaining um, is, is really the concept of like, don't believe everything you think, right? Just because you think it doesn't make it actually true. And starting to even just question the thoughts that you have of, is that actually true? Or is that just something I've been telling myself for a really long time? And it feels true on some level, but it isn't actually true. And, you know, going back to the, I can't tuck my shirt in, um, you know, a great, a great question there. And you kind of, you kind of like, um, even went to the solution of, of, um, oh, can I see other people who are doing it? And that maybe that's possible for me as well. But then another good question that you can ask is like, I can't tuck my shirt in according to who, like who told me that? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I thought that I'm like, I just have this random belief that yeah. I think it's going to look bad. <laughs> right. And, and like, maybe someone told you that maybe you saw it on somebody, maybe like nobody ever told you that you just like decided that one day that it just wouldn't look good on you and you can't do it. But even just starting to question that of like, I can't tuck in my shirt. Who said that? Who, who, <laughs> who is telling me that I can't tuck in my shirt. And oftentimes it, it is ourselves. And, mm-hmm. and so can you give yourself permission to do something different? Like you don't have to obey that like rule. Uh, it's just a belief. Um, so good. Those are, those are awesome examples. I, I, I love giving tangible takeaways because I do, I talk about, Hey, let's like change your beliefs. Let's ask better questions. And sometimes people are like, yeah, but what does that look like? How does, how do I do that? How do I start implementing that for, so thank you for sharing, um, those specific examples. Okay. One of the things you told me recently is that you finally only recently have looked into the mirror and (laughs) really felt proud of yourself. Yes. even though you aren't at your goal, like even though you aren't at that finish line. So, so for people who are listening, who maybe haven't got to that place yet, how did you get there? So I, it comes back to separating, you know, beliefs from facts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fact what I weigh, it's a mm-hmm. fact what my measurements are, but like you've talked about, what's my interpretation of that? It doesn't yeah. mean anything. Um, so I've tried to be a little more you know, the hashtag you've used, it's just a body, you know, it's just a body. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. But do I think that other people with bodies similar to mine are so awful? Like I think, no, I don't, Mm -hmm. but I've never liked anything about myself. Yeah. Um, you know, I look in the mirror and I've just always, or pictures and always picked apart everything except for maybe my eye color. I've picked apart everything in my life. Um, 
because I've always believed I'm not good enough because I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm not there yet. And I've just come to this realization that I've just wasted so much time in my life hating myself. Mm-hmm. Like I realized I, you know, I always think, oh, I'll be happy with 10 more pounds, but I'm not there. So I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. And my husband has pointed this out so many times over the last 14 years that you're never happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never, and I blow them off. And so sorry, Aaron, when you're listening to this later for blowing you off. <laughs> <laughs> and I just realized that I don't see myself how others see me. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen the progress before. But I look back at the pictures and I think, wow, why wasn't I happy then? Mm-hmm. And so why can't I just be happy now in the moment? And, you know, maybe in a year, I'll look back at those, these pictures and go, yeah, I'm glad I chose to be happy then because I looked better than I thought I did. Yeah. So I'm just trying to accept myself now. And I feel like one way I've gotten to that, that point is I'm taking the before the progress pictures and I do hide them on my phone, mm-hmm. but I look at them mm-hmm. and I don't just, I'm trying to look at them and not pick myself apart. Yeah. I'm trying to look at them and compare and be like, wow, Tiffany, you know what? Like your back is looking smaller. Good job. Like you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't see the progress in myself. Um, I'm down 30 pounds from the day I had my baby Mm -hmm. about two and a half months ago, but I don't see that difference. Um, So looking at those helps me kind of accept my body for what it is. Mm -hmm. And I don't want my girls to pick themselves apart later someday. I have two little girls. And so I have to honestly be happy with myself now. And so I'm working on it and it's gotten so much better. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. You know, so coming from the experience that you had with, you know, um, your mom doing Weight Watchers and that shaping and influencing your thoughts about your body and what was, you know, how you needed to eat and all those things. How has that experience, you know, plus the experiences you've had now with a shift in your, in your mindset changed the way that you are parenting your children and, and the example that you're showing your children so that they have a different experience than maybe you had growing up. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom, she's awesome. Like she, she's actually a certified personal trainer. And so she took me to the gym in high school I love it. and taught me how to exercise and, um, helped me, you know, learn how to lift weights and things like that. Um, and taught me how to count calories, but I can't say never because you say never. And then you put your foot in your mouth. I hope I never have to teach my daughters to count calories. I hope that they can just learn to eat healthy um, and accept themselves how they are. So I'm hoping to model good behavior so it can just become natural for them and not, okay, you need to eat 11 to 1200 calories. And my girls have two completely different bodies. Mm -hmm. My younger one is, has more my body Mm -hmm. (laughs) and my older one has more my husband's side. So one is thinner than the other, Mm -hmm. 
but they're both beautiful, Mm -hmm. but I don't want them to ever. I mean, I know they'll compare themselves to each other someday. That's just girls, but I just hope I can model natural positive behaviors and how to be healthy. Yeah. Yes. And as that becomes more of a natural habit for you, those are things that you don't necessarily have to teach outright because it's something that they see in you. And it's why, you know, for, for the moms, I oftentimes moms will say they're doing it for their children that like, that is, feels motivating to them. And I think that's awesome and amazing. And I, and I love this idea of like breaking the family tree or changing the family tree, changing what you're passing down. And as that just becomes natural and a, and a, and a habit for you, the way that you show up and the way that you talk about your body, that naturally gets passed on to your daughters and your sons and the, and you know, the other people that have influence over and, and it does, it just becomes something that's a natural byproduct. So that's awesome. Okay. So good. Um, is there anything else that you're wanting to make sure to share with somebody? Maybe, maybe if you were listening to this episode a year ago, what would you have needed to hear? So I have always been scared of food. Um, and just, I'm, I've always been scared of what I eat, what it's going to do to me. And I told my husband recently that I'm not scared of food anymore. I'm eating so much more than I ever thought I could eat and not gaining anything. Mm-hmm. And I've also come to the point that I've realized that why I'm doing this, um, you know, I, I want to be a better wife. I want to be a better mom. Um, I want to be able to participate in activities with my family and, and I do, but I want to enjoy them, you know, when we go hiking or things like that. Um, I want to be able to, you know, be confident that I can always find clothes that I feel good in and that fit well. Um, but I couldn't figure out why I felt that way. And like, I felt like there was something more to it. And, um, it just didn't feel deep enough. And one day I was re-listening to Melissa Porter's podcast and it was just like a light bulb moment. And I realized that I want to be confident Mm -hmm. and that that's what I want. And so I'm like, how do I become confident when I'm not where I want to be right now? And it's going to be a long journey because I, I'd still like to lose another 30 pounds. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized I have to be confident now and I have to become like you teach us become that version of myself now. Mm-hmm. And so to become that version of myself, I, I have to have integrity with myself. I have to exercise. If I'm saying I'm going to, um, I have to enjoy this plan as it's going. And so I have to become that scientist to adjust it so that I can become happy. And, you know, a year ago, I was so frustrated that I was counting all the calories and all the carbs and all the, you know, everything. And it wasn't going anywhere. And I've just realized that it comes down to what's inside and I need to change my mind so that I'm happy and excited. And then I can manifest that. And then that's when things really change. That's so good. So good, Tiffany. Thank you so much 
Thanks for sharing your story. Yes. Thanks for sharing your, your ahas and your takeaways and your, your lessons that you've learned along the way. And to speaking to, you know, that woman who used to be you, who feels like she's battling her body, who feels like she's scared of food, who feels like she's never, never going to get there, never going to be happy. It's never going to work. Um, I think that the, the things that you've shared are so important and they feel sometimes frou-frou and they feel like, well, that like, it's not really the thing that's going to make the difference, but I love what you shared of like, those are, the, those are the things, those, that's the work. Those are the things that yes. end up making the difference. And I never thought the, the brain part of it actually had anything to do with it. Right. Yeah. It's like, I could hate myself into becoming smaller, right. you know, yeah. and yeah. becoming, but yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't work. work. Doesn't it doesn't work. work. Yeah. <laughs> Try something. You know, a lot of people have tried that for a really long time. And so, you know, mm-hmm. it, if it's worked, if it would have worked, it would have worked by now. So and what it would have stayed you, off a long time and ago. it would have stayed off. <laughs> so why not try something different? Exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Bye. I hope that you really enjoyed that episode. I, I love the way that Tiffany was able to flush out some of the things that I teach. And sometimes it's like, I teach these things, but I think it sometimes resonates better, or maybe people just say it in a different way when it comes from somebody else's mouth. And so my hope is, is that as you were listening to Tiffany talk, that maybe it hit differently for you, that maybe you heard a topic or an idea or a concept in a little bit different way that can help you to start to believe that, you know, life doesn't have to be about under eating. It doesn't have to be about being scared of food. It doesn't have to be about always chasing confidence, thinking it somewhere else. And that what can happen when you start to ask yourself better questions, you start to know the difference between what is actually true and what you just are telling yourself is true. That concept of not believing everything that you think is so, so valuable and so, so important. Okay. After Tiffany got off the interview with me, she sent me a message and she said, I forgot to say some of the things that I really wanted to make sure got into the episode. So I promised her that I would read it here so that we can add those lessons in. She said, so as soon as I hung up, I realized something I really wanted to share and had on my notes. I'm just working on being a little better every day. It's just 1% at a time. Small changes one at a time equals big changes. And this has gotten me to 30 pounds of weight loss and to a number I haven't seen in the scale. I haven't seen in several years on the scale. Um, she told me that this, this concept of like 1% improvement of just taking like the little step, those baby steps and how they add up over time was something that she'd heard in church talks. She'd heard me talk about it and she'd heard it like in different contexts and that it was really something that she needed to learn. Um, and that was the secret for her to being able to get to the 30 pounds of weight loss. It's not focusing on the 30 pounds of weight loss, but focusing on that 1% improvement day over day over day. As you listen to Tiffany's lessons and her aha moments and the the things that she has learned, my hope for you is that you are able to take those lessons and start applying them to your journey. There's value in going through these lessons ourselves, And there's also value in learning the lessons through other people's experiences. And that's one of the reasons we have the I Did It series is I want you learning lessons from other people's experience because there are going to be lessons you need to just go through. Like all of us have lessons that we need to go through. But there are some lessons that we can learn by just listening to somebody else's story. And that's really the goal with this entire series. So I'm so grateful for Tiffany for coming on and sharing her story. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hey, friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. 
If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And, you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.